Hey, I'm Julia Furlan, and here are four stories you need to know about today. The Puerto Rican government has officially changed the death toll of Hurricane Maria to at least 2,975. This comes after months of officials denying that there was a problem with their previous death toll, which stood at 64 since December. The number comes from a study commissioned by the Puerto Rican government, which calculated the death toll by comparing the total number of deaths in the months after the hurricane to the average number of deaths in those months in previous years. The study did not address accusations of uncounted deaths. Researchers told BuzzFeed News that there are plans for further studies examining each individual death, although there are no plans to update the new death count. The study found that doctors didn't have clear instructions from the Puerto Rican government on how to certify hurricane-related deaths, and that many of them didn't understand or weren't aware of the federal CDC guidelines on reporting disaster-related deaths. Two weeks after the hurricane, President Donald Trump visited the island and said that Hurricane Maria was not a, quote, real catastrophe like Hurricane Katrina because the death toll at the time was just 16 people. Now, with this new death toll, it's clear that over a thousand more people died in Hurricane Maria than in Hurricane Katrina. So Donald Trump was way off. So I don't know if you were watching BuzzFeed News' morning show AM to DM this week, but on Tuesday's episode, they had the Democratic National Committee head Tom Perez on. He said that he wants to focus on issues facing middle and working class voters, not impeachment. I've traveled all over this country, and, and what I hear most frequently from people is, I've got a pre-existing condition. I want my member of Congress, I want my senator, I want my governor to be fighting for me. There have been a lot of calls for impeachment after Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, implicated the president in a conspiracy to commit finance violations. While Perez wants Democrats to hold the president and other political officials accountable, he also wants them to keep their focus on the country's biggest policy issues. Perez said that Republicans are scrambling to keep their majority without a clear message, and that's why they are continuing to attack House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi in campaign ads. When asked if Pelosi is hurting the party, Perez strongly defended the Democratic leader. Without Nancy Pelosi, we wouldn't have had the Affordable Care Act. Mm -hmm. That is a fact. So Louis C.K. performed at a comedy club this week for the first time since admitting to sexual misconduct. The comedian took the stage on Sunday night at the Comedy Cellar in New York City, where he had a surprise performance for a sold-out audience. According to the New York Times, he was apparently greeted by a standing ovation from the audience before his performance even began. The set was his first public performance since five women accused him of sexual misconduct, including indecent exposure, last November. Shortly after, Louis C.K. released a statement saying that all of the claims were true. So he's been keeping a low profile for the last 10 months, and people defending Louis C.K. wondered what the path to redemption looks like for abusers called out by the Me Too movement. Comedian Michael Ian Black tweeted, quote, We'll take heat for this, but people have to be allowed to serve their time and move on with their lives. I don't know if it's been long enough or if his career will recover or if people will have him back, but I'm happy to see him try. People who were critical of C.K.'s return to comedy were quick to jump up and point out that Louis C.K. has not actually served any time, even though he's admitted that the criminal allegations against him were true. One actor, Amir Talai, pointed out on Twitter that, quote, He's not been punished. For non-famous men, each count of indecent exposure and false imprisonment, which C.K. has admitted to, carries a sentence of about a year in jail. Aaron Brockovich, a name that you should know and love, is still fighting for contaminated water, this time in Australia. In case you don't remember the relentless activist from the 90s, here is a refresher. 
Brockovich was a paralegal who fought against big businesses that had contaminated water in a small town in California. She ended up winning the residents a settlement worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Julia Roberts famously played her in the movie called Aaron Brockovich and won an Oscar for it. Now, 20 years after the iconic film, Brockovich is still fighting for people who have been affected by contaminated water. The reason she's there is that there are chemicals called PFAS, which she says are the largest leading contaminant today. Since the 1950s, PFAS were used in household products, industrial processes, and in firefighting foam. That firefighting foam was phased out in 2004. PFAS is not easy to break down, both for our bodies and for the environment, and it's linked to health effects like kidney cancer and reproductive issues, among other things. Australia's Department of Defense has tried to address this issue in one town. They've given out bottled water, installed rainwater tanks, water treatment plants, and announced a $5.7 million community support package. But even with all of these moves, the Australian government doesn't agree that PFAS have the kind of adverse health effects that Brockovich says that they do. Erin Brockovich has been fighting the environmental fight for 25 years. She may be distrustful, but she's optimistic, saying, quote, I will always believe that when people know more and are more informed, they do better, they can make better choices, and they will rise. For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app. And if there's one story you read this week, please head to BuzzFeed News and look for a multi-year investigation that we published on Monday about the systematic abuse and alleged murder of children at American Catholic orphanages in Vermont. It's really wild. 